Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. This is the podcast for those who have no jobs, for those who have great jobs, for those who lost their jobs in COVID or before or might lose them. I don't know. Listen, we're all going through some shit right now. I'm Anna Roisman, and I'm here to help you through. This is actually a therapy session. I'm here with Ellen. Ellen, what's up? Hey, jobs, 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 jobs. Jobs? We, jobs are up. We love talking about jobs. <laughs> I, thank you for this rap. This is like, I've told you I want to change that intro to like a hardcore rap. You really are yeah. bringing it today. I've been thinking about that, and that's just a little sample of what you might get. <laughs> um, I wanted to tell you, I... I panicked the other day and I did something I haven't done in months, but I panicked that all of my little gigs are going to end at some point. Do you ever do that to your brain where you're like, I'm okay. I've been okay right now. You know, I get to host HQ and I have, I freelance for Buzzfeed and a couple places, but for some reason you wake up some mornings and you think, oh my God, what if it's all over today? And if it is, my unemployment like rate that they gave me is so low. Mm -hmm. It's like the lowest of lows that there's no way anyone could even buy groceries on that. So I was like, I'm going to call the unemployment office and just see if they miscalculated the rate because I made decent money last year. And I literally like got up at 8.30 a.m. like old times. Remember when you had to call like a thousand times a day to try and get through to these people? Right. And I called and... I get through on a first try. It was like, I was like, oh my God. Like I'm sitting there just with like feeling like a, a powerful woman. You know, I'm like, oh my God, it's it's better now. They figured out their shit. Yeah. I'm able to get through to this person. This person was super helpful. And uh, it was like one of those meet the parents kinds of like, you know, intros where like, wow, things are really going well. You know, I'm like, I'm like awake early and I'm calling and I'm talking to this guy and I'm telling him, hey, I don't get enough money. If I'm, if I have to claim for unemployment, I'm fucked and uh he's like let me check on it for you we talk for like 25 minutes uh, you know we joke about how nice this is and then it gets disconnected (laughs) like literally (laughs) he's like in the middle of helping me let me talk to my supervisor blah 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 cut and I was like too good to be true and I didn't have the energy to call back I was just like another day we'll try this another day (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely <gasps> one of those pl- one of those calls where it's like, if this ends, I don't think I can call back. It's like right? I need to take a nap after calling the unemployment office. Absolutely, it's like that. With same with you call when you call health insurance companies, when you call fucking Verizon, when you call any you know Con Edison, any any of those companies, you're like, this will take up hours of my time and like days of energy that I can't, can't do it again. Yeah, you're gonna call I'll back another poor. day, or are you gonna just. I don't know. We'll see. You know, we'll see. Right now, nothing has ended. I think I just had a nightmare and I woke up thinking like, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm like done for everything. Like, maybe you are still sleeping. Maybe that was part of your dream. (laughs) Ellen, should we try this segment that we want to start giving to our guests? Try it out right here before we have a guest on? Right here. Yeah, right here, right now. Okay, let's try it. The idea is you're going to pitch yourself for employment within 30 seconds. Yes. Like if you can't, you know, they say this in every job. If you can't pitch yourself within the first, you know, 30 seconds of meeting someone, they're not going to want to work with you. Right. I guess that's true. Yeah. I feel like with dating too, like, you know, you get that first impression. First impressions are everything. Yes. The rose. All right. Okay. (laughs) I have a timer so I can time you. Okay. So I'll just. I'm a little nervous. You know, I haven't like been in an interview in a while, but here goes. 30 seconds is quick too. So, okay. Okay. I'm just going to say start and then 
time's up, okay? Okay. Okay. Start. Okay. Hi, I'm Anna. I am highly employable because I have so many ideas that I love to bring to the table. Uh, I think I am very, I'm very much a go-getter. I like to work really hard at something and accomplish things. I will probably be late and that's just me being completely honest with you. I am not great on time, but you know what? Even if I'm a little late, I still will bring as much energy to the job as I can. I also feel like I am very good at communicating. Therefore, I will email, I will text, I will call whatever you prefer I can get down with and I love to send emojis on slack (laughs) uh that was pretty good I mean I got out of that that you are very you're honest about being late (laughs) you can send you know yeah I learned to do that in my old job when I was late almost every day and you know after weeks and months and close to years you know they say Anna the six train, we rode the six train too. It wasn't the six train. I was just on that train. How do you think that went? Do you think that's a good game? Um, I don't know. I felt good about it. I felt like I wanted longer. Yeah. Maybe we should make it a minute. Maybe. But I bet some people will be like, I have nothing more to say about myself in a minute. Me as a, you know, as a actor, comedian, we love to talk about ourselves. That's what I do in stand up is like, give me 10 minutes and I'll fucking true have so much fun. I mean, that was improvised and not prepared, but I don't know. I didn't dislike it. Maybe we'll try it again. Yeah. I don't know if I want to try it today with a guest, but maybe we get some feedback from the listeners. Yeah. Give yeah. Give me feedback, listeners. Come on. Give us feedback. Go uh, rate and subscribe. Great job, Ellen. Rate and review. You got to subscribe to get this pod. And then you got to rate and review. You have to rate and review, please. (laughs) Yeah. And if you want to sponsor us, oh, honey, we'll take your money. I will sponsor the shit out of it. Could you imagine if I get a sponsor? It's going to be every five minutes. I'm going to be like, (laughs) and we love Swiffer. Swiffer's amazing. I'm cleaning right now while I record this. You know, like like we said before, LinkedIn, Glassdoor, hit us up. You know, monster is that still a thing? Monster? I haven't heard about monster in years. I mm. I don't know. I just aged myself publicly. <laughs> Remember jobs? Craigslist does that still supply jobs to people? Monster, um, yeah. indeed. All right, yeah. Are you ready for our guest today? Yeah, tell me who do we have on today? Oh my god, I'm so excited to have this person on. She is such a funny actress, comedian. She is a boss. She's a writer. I have looked up to her for a long time. She was at UCB and she doesn't even know that I like, you know, was obsessed with her on stage. But you might know her from True TV's Friends of the People or American Woman from Paramount Network. Uh, we've got Jennifer Bartels on the show. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for those really nice words. It's oh that always thank you. <laughs> Of Thanks. course. I'm serious, though. I like people used to think I was you like I was still taking classes and you were doing shows. You were like, you know, one of the the main people there. And they were like, you guys, you, have you ever played sisters? Like, have you ever you're like her? And I was like, what? Oh, my God. Because I would see you on these shows. And I was like, you're so funny. That um, someone later on, I think we connected via social media and you said that or someone else said that. And I was like, oh, I definitely see that. And I was yeah. like, in my head, I was like, and now I follow you so much. And I'm like, oh, I mean, this makes sense. This makes perfect sense. You know? I know. I know. Yeah. Well, this just means I have to write or we have to write a project where we play sisters. And I mean, I have the time. Yes, I do, too. We'll go back <laughs> and we'll track whoever said that. And we'll be like, would you like to throw some money and produce this project? Uh, I would appreciate that. And that's it. A real short, like, sweet email. Yep. That's it. You know, that's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, Isn't right? that Hollywood? Exactly. 
That's so Hollywood. You just ask a question, best Jen Bartels and Anna, and then that's it. <laughs> but I have to say, I want to say one other thing before we get into your job history. I did an episode of Friends of the People. Do you know this? I, I worked on it. I do oh. believe, I do. Yeah. I mean, we all repeat it. So we all had like to say, like a say in casting. So I know that like, I remember you doing it. Remind me because it's been years and that's okay. Brain. I assume well, you well, wouldn't even remember, but no, I knew me, it was a magical day. Like, Cause I was like, I was doing nothing, you know, like my dream is to make my own television show. I was doing nothing. I was auditioning nonstop. And then I get, I, I went in, I, I read like 10 different roles for like very small, you know, like bit roles in the sketches or whatever. And then they were like, you booked this one. And I was like, I don't even remember which one that is, whatever. It was with Rel. And it was like, he was suit shopping or something. And I don't know. Weren't you the, weren't you the person that worked at the suit shop? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and and you had, were and you like talked, yeah, I do. I totally remember you. Yes. I had to sell him a suit. And I guess they bust us all out there very early in the morning. So I watched Murder Fist. And I watched the sketch you did with Murder Fist, the KKK sketch. Oh, okay. Which was like the funniest thing. I like, I was like cracking, like crying, laughing. And they're all like, Shh, you know, everyone was laughing. They were dying. That was so funny, that sketch. And then uh, I'm there all day. And like, you guys were all very chill at lunch. I think I was like sitting alone or with the murder fist guy. And you guys were like, come and sit with us. Like, come, we're not like scary producers who are like, you're the talent for the day. Like you stay over there. And I just was like, so grateful. You guys were all great. And then Rel invited me to see you do stand up. He like texted me and was like, Jen's doing stand up at UCB. Let's go to the show together. And we came and watched your stand up. Oh my gosh. I don't really do stand up. So that's really special. Like, cause I did it maybe five times. It was so anxiety inducing <laughs> to me that I, it, it, I got in my own way, which I'm like trying to learn not to do, but I, I uh, you were yeah. so good. And you said that at the beginning of your set, you're like, I don't do stand up. <laughs> I just, I mean, I just, I always wanted to, I just feel like in my own head, I missed the boat cause I started acting and doing improv and then it was just a different beast. But, um, I do, I'm real. I'm so glad that it was a good experience for you. Like that's, all I can so hope for, because sets can be so horrible. Like you book sure. something and then you get there and you're like, oh, I'm just thankful. And then you just feel like, a, like, like can a I shitty... eat this? Am I allowed to be here? Am I, am yeah. I, this I'm idea definitely... of like, yeah, can I be here? And I hate <laughs> that, but I mean, everyone, I don't know. So I'm so glad you had a good experience. And I remember exactly the sketch. So I mean, it doesn't matter. Time. It was so no, fun. And I just remember thinking they of... did it. They fucking did it. They were all such funny people. You came together, you wrote this show, you got a show produced. It was so cool. It was like the Thanks. dream. Yeah, that was a really, I mean, that was, that was a really, that was a really fun time that looking back on, I'm like, wow, that happened really not easy, but I was with six really funny dudes that like, we all kind of came, some of them came up out of the bones of In Living Color, which kind of we all booked and it went nowhere. And then we walked into Comedy Central and booked a show, like we sold a show in the room. And I was like, <laughs> and first I was like, I guess this is how Hollywood works, uh, like those emails. And uh, it's not. But it was a really special time that I didn't even realize, I think, how special it was uh, kind of until you look back in retrospect. So, yeah, yeah cool. no, yeah. I hear you. I sold a web series years and years ago. And I was like, I remember thinking, like, cool, what's next? And now I'm like, oh, my God, I just wish that could happen today. Like, it's so hard right now, especially yeah. right now. But yeah. Anyway, I want to take it back. I want to take it back to like, what was your like first job you ever had? Not acting wise or anything like growing up or, you know, if you were in school. Um, I didn't, I started working at Upton's. So my family's from New York, Staten Island. And when I was 11, we moved to North Carolina and that was a horrible year, which I think is why I even got into comedy and performing probably <laughs> from some deep rooted, like horrible, just transitioning year that I had. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But then I got kind of settled and I started working at Upton's, which was like a, can I curse on here? Of course. Shittier, very (laughs) shittier JCPenney type pseudo Macy's. I don't know. And I worked in the department store. It was like a standalone department store because Raleigh, North Carolina had those. Uh, And so, yeah, I, I worked and I sold shoes to people and like, it was very DSW where it was like the little, like, you just have to, you know, you get a new shipment, you scan them, you put them in size order. There's a mm-hmm. display. Uh, but, you know, I made like, I think $200 a week and I would like spend it on Wendy's and pot <laughs> and uh, went from high school. And then I worked a little in college with Upton's and that was like my first job was yeah. shoot. Yeah. And did you go to school for like acting? Was that, did you know you wanted to do that at the beginning uh, of life or? I knew I wanted to be a performer. When I was a kid, I wanted, I thought I wanted to be a dancer. I, I did, I danced a lot when I was in New York and I started dancing since I was a two. And then when I moved to North Carolina, I think it was a big shift for my whole family. Like my mother, when I look back was younger than me and my, my, we were like, we're moving to North Carolina and she only knew Staten Island. So she wasn't the type of person to be like, now we're going to go to dancing school. So I just stopped going. And didn't like ate a lot of snacks. That's all I really remember for like a year is snacks and mean Southern girls who did not like me. And I didn't wear a bra with bodysuits, which now I don't care, but at 11 or 12 where maybe you wear a bra. Um, I and, you remember bras. I, that was the first thing I gave up in COVID. Oh yeah. No, one of the many. Yes. I've had cycles of things I've given up re- rebirths and now given up again. Um, I wore a bra the other day and I was like, Oh my God, three hours. I can't, my body can't do anymore. That's it. Yeah, why? Unless you're running intensely, why? Like, I don't know. Um, Yeah, so anyways, I thought I wanted to be a dancer. I always thought I wanted to be a performer. I was like Mm -hmm. that kid. And then in college, I did major in theater. But if I made a decision to myself, which I would never do now, but I gave myself a year. And if I didn't get into the BFA Meisner program, which was very difficult to get into, apparently, uh, I was going to be a teacher. And I was like, no, I'm not going to. And then I got in my freshman year and I was like, well, wow. I guess I'm an actor. Yeah. So I was like, but what a like, bold thing to do, like such an adult move to be like, you got one year to make it work. And if it doesn't happen, you're done. You're doing something I, else. I think it's the same reason I'm in more therapy because I'm like, wow, that's a really hard critic to be on yourself, but, or like it's harsh, but that same like gun to your head type mentality, like I think pushed me to, to go. And so, yeah, I got in my freshman year and then I did main stage plays and a lot of improv and and then I moved to New York to thinking I was going to do Broadway and then I found UCB oh my god that was me I moved to New York thinking I will be a Broadway star we talked about this with a Broadway Actually, you're, actor. you're a singer though you're like you like do Joe's Pub I follow you you do Joe you have a great voice I mean Thank you have you. like like a fun presence that I think would really lend itself to Broadway like I can I'm know. not a dancer Jen I can't dance though. I mean I can't uh, well see my thing was what kind of shows are you into? Because like I was like, I'll be in Rent. I can't oh, sing yeah. that. I can't harmonize for shit. But I was like, I'll be like background in Rent, like over a fire. I don't know. I mean, I thought I'd be in every show. I was like, when I moved here, I was like, they're going to bring back Hairspray and I will be in Hairspray. And that will be the show that I, I star that. in. Uh, now they'll be like, you can play the mom in Hairspray. One of the moms, not the mom mom um no I moved here I went to like all these auditions did you go to those auditions for Broadway and then I was like oh my god none of these people are normal no I I I didn't I I guess if we're talking about jobs when I was in North Carolina I stayed after I graduated college for a year and I I was working at Ruby Tuesdays and I was like I'm not doing this I was like I'm gonna play the game here 
I got into like corporate sales with Verizon and started selling cell phones and killing it and then transferred to New York. So it paid for my move to New York. Hell yeah. I look back on the the young Jen and I'm like, Jen, be kind to yourself. Like Jen had me. all your shit together. You were Kinda. like, I'm tough. I'm doing it. I'm moving. <laughs> I'm getting it. They're transferring me. I have insurance. I have a 401k. I'm ready to move. I really had all of that. And I didn't love the job, but I think in a way, sometimes when you don't, over worry or you don't give too much. I was killing it. People were like, yeah. Jen is just, you know, that Jen girl. And I was like, this is all a show to me. It's like being on, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so, so I never, so as soon as I got to New York, I was working for Verizon. And then at night I was like, let me get into a class. And that's mm -hmm. when I chose UCB, uh, kind of a shot in the dark. Uh, but I never went to those massive auditions. I heard about them, but I don't love auditions in general. So I'm kind of glad I didn't like, and then yeah. to be with a bunch of actors who like, I love actors, but I don't love all actors. Right. So, you know, I, how were they? Were they what oh I'm saying? God. I mean, or, okay. theater actors, theater actors were like, it was so scary. I mean, I had done theater my whole life and I was like, you know, but you come here and I, they were like, Ooh, what shoes are you wearing? Those aren't the right character shoes. And like this and that, you know, you just felt, I felt like I, I didn't dress like them. I didn't, I didn't care as much as them. I wasn't like warming up in public in front of everyone in like a room full of 50 people, you know, like those people who are like, I'm just going to show off my range right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's my warm up. Uh, it was a nightmare. And then I would go see the UCB shows and I was like, these people are fucking killing it. They're fun. They're having fun. This is fun. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the audience has fun. The people on stage have fun. So yeah, I signed up for class and I was like, oh, I guess I should do that and not wake up at 5 a.m. and attempt to be, you know, in Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway with a billion other girls. <laughs> so yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, 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 I've heard those tales and I was going to say like, even on a different, on a, through the same lens, that's still the way it is like out in LA, or I think at most auditions, it's just, it's not as massive, but when you get to an audition, you mm -hmm. have one chatty McChat, like mm -hmm. who's just like, oh, I knew you because we did another show together. Everyone here, we've booked another show. And I'm like, right, oh, shit, right now, I just want to focus on my, and then like my brain goes off and then I start sweating and it's just a whole thing. And then if I do know someone, sometimes I used to like, we're getting off topic, but like I would- no like nut my energy for the person in the waiting room, then I'd get in the main room and to do my audition and I wasn't focused. So yeah. like, it's a whole mind fuck, like the audition auditioning process. It's so vulnerable. It's so out of your control. And so like, I, I, I wish I would have gone on one or two to speak to it more like you, you did, but I heard the five o'clock, you didn't make it, you didn't get a number or something. And then you're screwed. <laughs> and then you go to your nighttime job or you just go home. Yep. And I'm like, Oh gosh. Yeah, so, I would do that. 5 a.m. I'd wait all day to try and get seen at an open call. And then I'd be like, I have a shift at 4.30 at a restaurant. Like, And I'd tell the monitor, I'd be like, can I go? And they're like, no, it's not your number. And I'd be like, great. Well, goodbye, Broadway. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it it's, that's it sinks. And I love Broadway. Man, do I love Broadway and Broadway shows and plays. And I've been doing some theater out here, which it's, there's not that much of a scene, but when you do it, it's so rewarding and scary and wonderful. Like mm -hmm. it's just scary every night. You're just like, why am I doing this? Oh, here I go. And you just right. go and it's so maddening, but wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. So yeah. you were working at Verizon and you were starting UCB classes. How long did you work at Verizon? Did people um, know you had this big time job that transferred? Yeah. You people never you? understood. They were just like, <laughs> you work for Verizon. And I did, I started in sales and then I just had people that championed me and they were like, you should come work in the corporate side, like where you have a corporate card and like 
you don't even Hell work yeah. a nine to five. You make your own schedule and you're just in charge of certain Manhattan like z- districts. And I was like, what? So then I was like, yeah. And I got like a very nice raise and I had a corporate card and I was like doing presentations and was the fun one because I hated it. And I was like, cell phones, tell me how and why. People yep. were like, Jennifer, you are funny. And I, you know, I, I, it doesn't take much when like everyone else is more of like a nine to five mentality or like that normal life of like, I have a family and yeah. I work with people that had two kids. And I was like, time to go to my UCB show. Yeah. Um, you're so like, yeah, I'm going did, out drinking tonight. Like, have fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I did that for like, I guess I'm so uh, maybe okay. make it up five years. I think five years. That's a long time. Yeah, because it carried me to New York, and then it carried me through UCB, and then it, only when I started having uh, insomnia, um, and I realized like uh, the management had shifted, and uh, they were requiring me to check in more, and so I couldn't dip out. I was starting to get auditions. Um, yeah. I was like starting to get the taste of like, this is what I want to be doing at all costs. It makes, it fulfills me more than it hurts me. And, uh, and then I just, I was, I was married at the time and I just, I, or no, I was dating. I was dating my future husband at the time or ex-husband. There's another story. Uh, And I, I just started not being able to sleep and having like chest pains. And I think it was stress. And like in the middle of the recession, I quit. And everyone knew it was coming. I had zoned out. I wasn't funny, fun Jen anymore. I just hated mm-hmm. cell phones and being there and the man. And I was like, I want to, it's getting in the way of my dreams. This is why I moved to New York. So yeah. I quit when everyone was like, really? And I was like, mm-hmm. wow. So, yeah. That was why I started unemployed. I was going to quit my cushy job working. I had a corporate card too for these venture capitalists and they knew oh. I was checked out and and then they laid me off, you know, before my plans for me to walk in and be like, I'm done. So it was sort of like they pulled it out for me early. But, you know, it's interesting, though, because I think what that un, un- maybe unknowingly at the time, uh, uh, it triggers cool things like it opens up space of things that you were wasting energy on other things. And now mm-hmm. you have the space to do these cool, creative things I see you doing. And it's like, oh, it's sure. like, a, it's a crappy sting. And then it's like, wait a minute. Right. It's like, yeah. So it's all kind of meant to be the all way the it good is. stuff happened. It, it like doesn't, you don't see it right away. Right. No. I'm sure when you quit right away, you were like, fuck, what did I do at some point? There's a day where you're like, I wish I had that corporate card. I wish I was, you know, yeah. it's easier having all of those benefits and everything. But then you're like, wait, I do have, I can mentally like move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I, that. exactly. And that's what, yeah, that's what I did. And then I, and then I babysat Broadway babies, like Broadway <laughs> parents that have kids. I babysat their kids. Wait, so the got, parents were on Broadway. And parents were on Broadway. And so one of the Jersey boys, the original Jersey boys, I like babysat his children. And I love Jersey boys. And he was oh so God, talented. I love that show. Yeah. I've seen it four times. Um, and I didn't even really know who he was. I was just, I'm not, I was more focused on TV and my UCB thing, my comedy yeah. thing. And so, yeah, I started babies. I mean, it took a huge pay cut, but I just started getting up at 8 a.m., going wherever I needed to and doing creative things with like Broadway kids while their parents were acting. And it's interesting because they would see me and they'd be like, oh, not in a condescending way, but just in a, I'm a younger way. I was like, I have a UCB show tonight. And they're like, I'm, we're headed to the, the, you know, the Tonys. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> well, hopefully one day. And there was like a little part of me as I got older. I was like, I hope they saw me in that show. 
was right? like, I slowly brushed my hair. I was like, oh, Jen, I'm like a Danielle Steele novel that no one's going to read. But yeah. I love that so much. We talked about this on the last episode with how my old boss, his son was an eight-year-old on Broadway. So when I got hired to work for him, he's like, I get your world. I was like, well, I do these shows in a basement like at, you know, 11 p.m. But uh, yeah, same thing as your son's, you know, play with Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same, same. It's exact same. You get it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, you busy people. I'm like, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> Your eight-year-old <laughs> is making a lot more money doing what I want to be doing. Right exactly. Now. That's so funny. And so I feel like we always, as actors in New York, you have two paths. You're going to go the restaurant path or you're going to babysit. Like, mm-hmm. did you ever go back to working in a restaurant? Because you said you did it in college. Uh, I did it in college. I kind of, I never went back to restaurant um, or hospitality or anything like that. And uh, yeah, it wasn't, I didn't have a talk with myself there. I just was like, over it. Like I, it takes a lot out of you. It really drains. It's performing. It's, it's, it's in a sense, it's performing. And usually for monster people, like for people that, at least when you perform with an audition, if you do get something, they have to maybe kind of be nice. I don't know. There's, (laughs) there's a real, you know, patrons are kind of crappy people. So I never went back to hospitality per se. All my friends worked at, uh, Bubba Gump shrimp shrimp Bubba Gump oh, yeah Bubba in Times Square oh man it was like a it was like a little cult everybody everyone that moved to New York was like we got you hooked up at the shrimp if you want to come or the Bubba's and I was like I don't want to do that everyone hated it and I was like it smelled like ugh. I mean my roommate my both my roommates I think worked there no offense I mean it's but I just That's was like fine. I worked um, at a fish place you always smell like fried shrimp no matter what yeah. you know what, what was you the, serve it was it in the city BLT fish. Yeah. Oh, I like that place. Yeah. It was good back in the day. And then it yeah. closed down. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everything in New York is closed down. I went back there for like some, a project, like a before all COVID stuff happened. And New York is so different now. It feels just like a lot of Dwayne Reed's. A lot of Dwayne, a lot of Chase Banks, you know, yeah. in like cool spots that used to be like fun restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, Oh my God, this is so off subject, but I just read on Instagram, it was like a list of Brooklyn like restaurants that have closed because of COVID. And it was just like, there's some big ones that I was like, oh, Mason Premier, like the oyster plate, like all these places. I'm really? so sad. I'm oh, so that sad. gives me goosebumps. Yeah, we lived, we lived in the West Village for a while and it was just uh, wonderful little dip-ins, like a little great place that just had French wine and everyone was mean to you. And I was like, this place is going to last forever. And then I went back like a year later and it was just like boarded up Bedford. Bedford was just boarded up. And I was like, oh, all right. Oh, I, yeah. So. That's so funny. So, okay. So you were babysitting and you were doing UCB and you were like, I'm going to the Tonys too. I'm killing it right now. And then what, uh, like, did you get a job that you were like, I don't need to babysit anymore. Or like, I feel like I can be full-time actor Jen. I, I, well, I was doing like coaching at night, like little side hustles, like we all do just to bring in that little extra cash to live your best. And, uh, and then coaching like, uh, comedy improv, groups. yeah, comedy yeah. groups. And, um, and then I, I started going out for auditions. So I got, and this was my most, my, one of my things I'm so, so proud of is that like organically, I like got, I guess, noticed at the UCB stage, which I'll like always be thankful for because I, my commercial agent found me and my manager, who's still my manager, found me from performing on that stage and just kind of being fully myself and not having mm-hmm. to go and be like, hi, I'm Jen Bartels. Here's a postcard and some chocolates and ha- Merry Christmas. Um, yeah. And not that that's wrong. I just, that's so not, 
and that's part of the business and that's part of how you get where for me it's so disingenuous like it's so not me that like I would have to probably just dress up like an elf and go there to make it to stand out so I so I started going on auditions and then I uh I booked my first uh commercial and then I booked four commercials one a month for four months I feel like that has been so many people I know so many people's stories where it's like, oh, once you book one, honey, they're ro- you roll in it for a while. Like it just ha- and that didn't happen in my story, but it's happened to a bunch of people I know. Yeah, that's, and that's interesting. So cool. It's cool. I mean, it was it surprised the hell out of me. It's like, I mean, that may, maybe that's part of the thing is you start to believe in yourself more, which I don't, you know. Uh, but I think you are so you want it so bad that when you break through the other side and you get a taste of something, you start to feel comfortable in that skin. And so then you're yeah. like, Oh, I be- I've deserved space too. I deserve to be here too. Mm-hmm. I've proven myself or like whatever that means, you know, right. but young Jen thought And you that. think less about, you're like, I've already done this. They already, you know, I already know how to like go and work and do a commercial, like going into the room after is easier. Yeah. Right. And, like and, and you have relaxed. to go, you have to, no one, you know, you can learn as much as you can in like theater school or not do theater. When you get on a commercial, when you do a commercial audition and someone's like slate, and if you've never, if this is all kind of new to you and you're just like, uh, where, where do I do that? I I took a commercial workshop, so I felt prepared, but like, even when you get on set and they're like talking the lingo, I didn't know that lingo from theater. I didn't know that lingo from doing UCB videos or going on tape for a Crispix commercial I didn't book. Now you're just sitting on set and you're like, what do we sign? We sign in. And there's usually somebody that comes in that like puts out a cigarette and is like, follow me. And I'm like, ugh, I have to follow you, but I also kind of hate you because why are you so snooty? But like, yeah. So, so that's, yeah. So then I booked, that was great. And then I like got to join SAG and then like things kind of started happening. And again, Mm -hmm. looking back, I'm like, damn, that's a cool thing that happened. Uh, Well, four commercials, you can live off of for a while. If they're national commercials, like you make enough money to be able to do creative things and audition and not have to get up and babysit and work in a restaurant and then go do it, you know, like. It affords you you that. Yeah, it affords you creativity and a little chance to breathe. Uh, But you also have to learn, this is like a lesson I will say for people coming up or I don't know, I, I needed to learn it is that then when you get that first check for $9,000 and I've never gotten a check for $9,000, maybe don't go and spend it on a Louis Vuitton right away. Like maybe let that, let that money breathe. Cause you might not book a commercial the next year and like right. respecting the, the road that is this, this craft or this, mm-hmm. this, this career is something that came with time where like there, if, if I had like been as smart as a business banker, I might be, you know what I mean? Like, like invest it and like save, you know, yeah. a huge chunk of it yeah. and pretend you never caught it. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm no, I'm bad too. Yeah. My old boss one day, I didn't even know this when I saw, I, they told me in like, you know, my, when they hired me, but they were like, oh, and if we sell one of our companies, like you do get a piece of the pot. And I didn't know that. And I literally came to work one day and they handed me a check for $10,000. And I, I fell to the floor. I cried. <laughs> I hugged. I was like, is this inappropriate? Can I hug you? And I like hugged my boss. And I was like, I was like oh my God, what do I do with this? Like, where do I go? And of course I bought, I'm sure I bought myself a pair of shoes or something, you know, not the whole $10,000, but I was like, fuck yeah, I'm shopping. Like, yeah, I just hit the jackpot. It's yeah, it's, 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 this is in any other industry, you would start at the bottom and then you would get like an intern, like an internship. And then Mm -hmm. you would get a position at mid-level and then you would grow and uh, rise on the ladder. This is not like that. 
This is like, they popped at 40. They were done by 43. She got discovered at 16. She was done by 21. You know what I mean? So true. Back in 30. Like it's the most, there's no, the ebb and flows are so sharp that like, I wish someone, I wish there was a class in that. Like I wish I would do that. I I thought about telling, I told my Vance, my boyfriend, I was like, I want to teach a class on like, like on the ground, like what it's like right now, like the war zone that is Hollywood. Of yeah. like, is a, you know, it, it's very, when you look at the big picture, it's nothing. But like, so these kids that are spending all this money and time in college know what they should expect if they choose to come out here. And like, yeah, if they do get a pop of success or they do work or they don't work and what does that mean? And I don't know. Right. Give themselves one yeah. year and then you're out of the game. <laughs> That's what they yeah. You guys do. get one year. This is the Jen Bartels one year technique. Most of you won't make it. Did Lady Gaga say like she gave herself one year and you know in that year she became Lady Gaga? <laughs> I can. I mean, do I love her? Of course. Did I follow her since the beginning? Yes. Was I her for Halloween twice? Yeah. But oh my god, uh, I was her once. I was. Once. I mean, when she first came out, I was like, we all should be on the Gaga train, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so funny. Um, I gotta say one thing about your commercial career, COVID. I watch a shit ton of TV and you are on every five seconds on that commercial. Is it Geico? It's Geico, Geico, right? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. And I was so excited. I felt like your mom. Like I literally, I remember day one of seeing it and I was like, Jared, it's Jen. She's a Geico commercial. And then it's like round and round and it's so catchy and it's on all the fucking time. I told Ellen beforehand, I was like, you've seen her commercial, right? You've seen Jed's commercial. Thanks. Um, that was really, thank you. That's, I it was it's so nice to be part of a fun, like a funny campaign or a fun commercial, like where it's like, they do a whole series of them. I think you talked about, there's like an ants one and then oh my God, I'm obsessed with the ants. Yeah. They're, yeah they're, it's they're they're really like, witty. And like, um, we shot it mid February and it was like this really, I was like, this is a fun spot. And like, everything just kind of happened really nicely that day. My husband that played, that played my husband was really great. The director was cool. Let me improvise a lot and try. He was just like, in that kitchen scene, he's like, just try something. And so they're playing back like a playback, like a real video. It was so fun. And I was like, this is cool. Like, and then I, COVID happened and I was like, what now? Um, You know, it's different when you're a series regular and you're on a show that just gets closed down. But if you're not on a show right now or you're, you're, you know, you're, uh, so then, yeah, it's really awesome that it's, that it's aired. I mean, some people would think it's aired too much, but not me. I think it can air every, whether on the eighth with Geico, that's fine. I love it. And I, I spend lots of money to have cable because I do love seeing every commercial people I see in commercials. I'm like, wow. Yeah. You got in, you got a job right before this shit happened. And now there are people that, there are people that I'm like, wait, how did you book three jobs during COVID? Like, you know, and it's really, you just have to stay in your own lane, but you're like, what, wait, what? Um, or even the self requests that are coming in now for like self tapes. It's a lot. Which I'm getting none of. I'll be honest with you. You're not, it's not, I'm not getting as, it's not like I get one a day. No, but you have people that are just getting some more than others, whatever, but the the requests are ridiculous. So there's no, the fun, like you said about like just having, at least enjoying it. Even when you Mm -hmm. go into a room, like you're sitting here with a ring light, you're, you're in a zoom or you're in like, um, you're, you're with a group of people, but your eye line is to the right, but your husband is to the left because he's in a different zoom window. (laughs) And it just, feels very it's just very stiff you know it's different but yeah it's just it's it's a it's a new kind of situation we're in so don't beat your don't don't and also there's people yeah there's a lot of requests that are coming in that I'm like 
you want me to just kind of shoot this commercial, don't you? You want me to just right. shoot this commercial and then submit a tape and then you pick it. And then what have you done? You know? So whatever. Yeah. No, I spent a lot of getting time, some like, voiceover. Yeah. I've got some. Yeah. I mean, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, yeah. if this mic, if it's hot, she's hot. Um, I did have to like <laughs> record. I did have to like cut together a VO reel and be like, hi, I'm, I'm employable. I got a microphone. Here's some old stuff I've done. And they were like, oh, okay, here's an audition. Like you always have to That's like cool. work for yourself. I feel like I'm not, I can't like wait around for people to call me and be like, we want you. We're thinking no, about and you. Don't and don't because like everyone's so consumed with themselves too, that like, it's not even sometimes personal, which I think it's usually never personal. It's like when you walk yeah. into a room and you're like, well, everyone's looking at me. No one's looking at you. Everyone's <laughs> thinking about themselves and how they look. So in that same that same vein, like people might like you or be like, I'm a big fan, but they're so worried about their own shit that like, it's a rarity that they're going to be like, I need to call Anna. Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, it's like the truth of it because everyone's worried about like hungry for their own. So I think it's a great, like, that's a great thing is you've got to just always be, I always say like, uh, create, don't wait. Like you always yeah. should be doing that. Oh, it's, so, second, it's yeah. so true. Right. Yeah. Jared and I have turned our apartment into a studio many a day here in quarantine, and you are it's so stupid. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I know it's your podcast, but your notebook thing, I think I was on the toilet. I'm usually on the toilet when I'm just Instagram feeding, and I'm like, mm, yeah. let's see. I'm a, I, I need Three to- hours later, you're like, I don't even have to go anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, what am I doing? I did, yeah, I'll just go in there for privacy to do my business, which is Instagram office, which makes no sense. Um, so I saw the notebook, and I loved it. I love the Titanic, yeah. too. The notebook, I I think I came out and was like, bitch, you need to watch this right now. This is like extremely good. Um, Thank you. Just a great idea. Really, like every shot for shot, it was just really, really well executed. And and really, um, you didn't sleep on any part of that. So that I was appreciate really- that. Thank yeah. you. Because that makes my world. Because we wanted to kill each other. And we spent, you know, nine hours shooting that day, which is, is stupid. And like, you know, there comes a point where it's like, why are we fighting? We don't we're not making money off of this. This is just for us. We shouldn't be hating each other. Let's, yeah. you know, eat and come back to this. Um, oh, yeah. But thank you. That's very yeah. sweet of you. Very good. Okay, so you're a SAG actor now in New York City. You're you're working the you're getting these auditions. You're a commercial actor. People are recognizing you on the streets. They're like success. Um, has it been, was, did you ever have like a part where it dipped at all? Cause we've talked about this momentum a lot on the pod, but, uh, like uh, what happened or was it like up and up and then you did friends of the people? Like it was up and up. And then I had a few personal setbacks, like a few, like, I feel like the Jen Bartel story would be called like, she swings and boy, does she swing. Um, and where's the ball? I don't know if there was a ball, but she swings. This is a long title for a movie. Um, this is going to be the title of the episode. She, just, <laughs> she swings and she swings. Um, Boy, no, I, I, I had some stuff I was dealing with and then mm-hmm. got a random audition for Living Color uh, when I was in North oh, right. Carolina. I was in my family. So then I, I did a, a self-tape. I don't remember. I think I did a self-tape or they saw my reel or something. And then I like tested for In Living Color. And they flew me out and I tested with a bunch of amazing people. I, I tested with Rel. Uh, that's how long Rel and I've known each other. And I was like, oh he's so funny. And he was like, you're really funny. And I was like, maybe we'll book it together. And then we booked it. And I moved, so cool. I moved to LA having not booked it, just knowing I was going to come out here. But I had tested and was like, even if I don't get it, I, I think that's what happened. I'm going to move out here. And then when I moved out here, 
I did book in Living Color. And mm-hmm. then it went nowhere. And that was another thing. So I booked it. I'm I can't believe that went nowhere. So many of you, you were so funny. All of you guys who were on it, it was like the per- I felt like it was like, oh yeah, bring back this show. This is such a classic. I think there were a lot of cooks in the kitchen. You know, you have a classic yeah. and there's a lot of, there are big shoes to fill, a lot of brilliant people in the kitchen. But, yeah. you know, sometimes at the end of the day, it's still math and a lot of creative uh, different ideas, I guess, floating. Um, but it was fun. It was cool. I had my first photo shoot, you know, the whole imposter syndrome of like, so there's like a wind machine and I'm like, I've wanted this forever. <laughs> I'm JLo. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Like a real, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and then, and then I got, I got paid for it. And then I bought Louboutins uh, right away. <laughs> Uh, they were so I really this is how we connect my grandma died and I bought Gucci I was like she left money what I'm going to Gucci and I'm buying loafers yeah yeah well at least you could wear loafers I bought like stripper Louboutins because my feet are so fat they don't fit in the little ones because I should never wear Italian shoes because I have little fat feet so I so I I would just wear them when people would come over and be like my sh- I aired in living are we shot in living color I'm gonna put on my Louboutins in my little Los Feliz apartment <laughs> Then the show, then no one heard anything. And then I, I was like running on fumes because like 15,000 only lasts you so long or whatever I got on. And, and it was like nothing. I had, my quote, was, I had no, I hadn't booked really anything so they can, whatever. I don't remember what it was, but it was not much. And I just lived off of that. Like I was a queen. And then months later I was kind of broke and I got a call on my way to a commercial audition at 445 to Santa Monica, which if you live in LA or if you know LA, that's, that's a bad a, time, a bad time for everything. And uh, my friend was visiting and I put it on speaker and it's a reporter who's like, hi, this is so-and-so from the duty duty times or whatever. We just want to know if you have any comment on the fact that the in living color show is not going forward. And I was like, what? What do you mean? That's how you found out? Yeah. From a reporter? Out. yeah. Oh my God. So then I, what did I do? Oh, um, oh, well, I will say this to rewind. I, I did. I, I don't know if it's just the air that happens when you move to a new place. I don't know. When I first moved to LA, I did book two commercials and then I um, had a lull. Then I found out the Living Color was canceled. Then I went through a kind of deep little depression and then I returned the Louboutins to Saks Fifth Avenue and you swore did. I would never buy them again. Oh, don't worry. I bought them again when <laughs> I booked something else. Uh, I've never worn them, by the way. Um, and then I think re- briefly after that, like the 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 dust had settled and then my manager kind of brought together Rel, Jermaine, Lucas brothers, Josh and Kevin. And we started pitching our friends of the people and Rel, I'll think Rel was really instrumental in going, Jen's really funny. We need to bring Jen onto this show because they were all doing stand up, So they were like talking about this show uh-huh. just for laughs. And they were like, Rel really had run up to bat for me. and was like, Jen's great. Great. Jen, you know, Jen would be great. Yeah. So then we started pitching this kind of sketch comedy show that was the new, like this kind of new voice for young comedy, I guess. It was so funny. I loved it. I remember I would watch it. And then then they were like, you get to go audition. I was like, really? That's such a fun show. Like it was. You auditioned with Allison, right? I don't remember. Maybe Henry. Uh, But like who, who did uh, the casting director? I was just saying like, she's amazing. Allison, she's really sweet, but why would you, that was like years ago. Also, you went for say, 10 roles. Like, why would you remember like, oh, hey, let's sit for a minute. So Allison, tell me about you. I hate like <laughs> small talk and auditions. Don't ask me because I won't remember your name. I remember anything. I'm just like, I know. Oh. 
do I look okay when I'm smiling? Because I'm not really listening. But uh, like at the time, you're best friends with that person, right? Like oh. at least for me, I am like, we have been through everything together. Like there was a girl I remember and we both went in for this audition. It was so fucking weird. It was some weird commercial audition. And afterwards we're like, what the fuck was that? You know, and then she's like lives near me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to see you all the time. <laughs> Never saw her again. I met, some, I met some really great people, like uh, my friend Nadia, who did brought, like, just people, like, some really wonderful people. Nadia Quinn. Nadia Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, I love Nadia. She so Nadia, was my friend from auditions, and now we, like, have connected. Yeah. She's amazing, and I, like, walked in and sat next to her. We were, in, we, we ended up being in a Lean Cuisine commercial together. She was one of the first nice. commercials I booked. Um, and I was just like, hi, you're really great. And she was like, hi, come sit. You're very kind to say that. And like, very sweet. And I was like, I saw you in Bloody Bloody Angie Jackson. And then we just talked. And then we went in together for the callback. And she's like, well, I hope we book it together. And I was like, me too. And then we did. And we became friends. Now we've been friends for, I guess, 10 That's years. That's so cool. Yeah. So I used to see her her musical show at UCB. I loved, uh, what was it? Summer, Summer and Eve. Eve. Yeah. 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 They were great. And then I would see her at commercial auditions in New York and she'd be like so nice to me and everything. And I was like, she like keeps to herself at those auditions. She's not like, you know, the other people who are like, ah, <laughs> from oh. the show. Yeah. Oh my God. You got Michelle, Michelle. We, mm-hmm. Oh, remember, remember that shoot we did when we did that shoot? Cause we shoot so much. You remember? Mm-hmm. And then every, I'm just sitting there like with an old sandwich and like, I'm just like, why, what is my life? Why am I here? And uh, I, I, I don't like not, okay. I always like liking people. I want to like people. I promise mm-hmm. I do. I just, the bandwidth I have for bullshit is so small and I don't hide it well. Like some people have cute faces and they're like, (laughs) and I just naturally look like I've been told to smile since I was 11. So like, I can't hide it. Like my face just naturally frowns a little. And if I don't like you, you'll, I don't, I don't know. Anyways. You'll know. Yeah. You're a real person. You're real. You're not fake. You don't, you don't bullshit it. You know, the Staten Island comes out. It's, it's, yeah, it's good. So friends of the people is done. You've booked a billion commercials and then you get American Woman, right? Well, no, like, I had a really horrible, like, well, I'll just make this quick, like horrible lull of nothing. Then I produced my own show with ABC Digital, but it didn't really. Oh, I did see your show. It just didn't, but it didn't, like it was, we were vetting it. What I was it called again? Broken. Broken. I watched a bunch of episodes. Thanks. Yeah, it was fun. A lot of people we all know in it. A lot of UCB, LA, like a lot oh, of friends. Fun. And then we were thought we were getting vetted for ABC or that's what I thought. And then it went away. And then the whole thing went away. Like ABC digital stopped. And I was like, man. And then I was yeah. about to go to hypnosis. Cause I was like, what is my life? I, I kind of, I see why people join Scientology. I see why people come out here and they're like, and now I live on the beach and just with just these shoes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I only eat one thing. Like, I don't know. It's, this just is these crazy- Louboutins that I returned <laughs> and rebought six times. I polish them at the sunrise and sunset of every day. Um, so it was like a lull of nothing. And like I was, I visited my family in North Carolina and my mother was like, we were at a firehouse subs, which I would I don't think we even ate there. She comes back out. Cause I think I was like, gross, don't eat there. She comes back out and she's like, but like, what are you going to do? And I was like, mom, like, don't be like that. She's like, I'm not being nasty. It's just like, right. how long do you do this? And I was like, and my mom's always been supportive, but there's just a mom in her. And then the next month I got an, an audition for American woman. And I was like, I'm not going to get this. I was like, it's Alicia Silverstone. And I'm, I'm audition. What? I was like, no. And then, And then I tested with Alicia Silverstone, didn't book it. And then 
they called me back a week later and were like, can you test again? And I was like, sure, I'll just test every week. But I really was like, I will test every week. I mean, what else am I doing? Like, right. Uh, and then I booked it. And then that was it. And so they I told you you didn't get it and you were like, all right, I'm done. I, you know, like, which might have been mentally really well for, work well for me. Cause when I came yes. in that second time, I knew everyone in the room, all these new girls were there for this next test. And I was like, it was like staying alive was playing in my head. Like I didn't, I was just like, I've mourned this opportunity. Now I'm just having fun. I walked in and I think I was like, hi, I'm pilot actress, Jen Bartels. I love to audition and like <laughs> joked. And like, I'm, I only test, like I just joked about it. Yeah. And then, and then I booked it and then I like, oh man, it was, it felt so good. I mean, the, the photos for this show, the three of you, this was like the hottest show. It was so good. It was so cool. It was like a period piece. I was like, it was everything you would want to book. I feel like in a show and you're like, I want to wear cool costumes. I want to act with cool people. I want to be able to be funny. Like it, I feel like you hit the jackpot with that. It was really nice. And it was cool because they didn't know who I was. So I had to prove myself more, I think, to what my capabilities were. But I really brought it. I, I really was, I really focused up on that. And I was like, before read throughs, I was like, show them why Diana should be Diana and why Jen is Jen and like, and how they kind of feed each other. And, and that's why I think like throughout the season, I was able to get like a really nice arc because I was like, I'll do it. I can riff. I can so improvise. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, it was cool. Thank you for saying that. Of course. I was so excited to see. It's exciting to see like people, you, you're like, wait, and she's with Alicia Silverstone mm -hmm. and Mina Savard. Like these were like huge people Yeah. and you're huge. You're one of them. You were on Thanks. the same playing field. It was, it's fucking great. Thank you. Yeah, and really you worked nice. for it. Like, it's not like, you know, we, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Like people hate saying like, you're lucky or whatever. It's like, no, you worked your ass off for it. You went to a billion auditions where they were like, no, <laughs> you're like, I'm pilot actor Jen. Peace. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. The day of the yeah. initial American woman audition, there was like a Warner brothers tram going by. And it was like all these like, like tourists. And it was like every year actors come here to change their life. And I was just sitting in there in bell bottoms. And I was like, why am I, I think I, I swear in my head, I almost not, I mean, I knew I was going to walk out of the audition and then John Levy opened the door and was like, Jennifer. And I was like, here we go. All right. But it was, <laughs> I almost walked out. Yeah. It was weird. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds, I, I mean, I hope that all of them, all of these successes continue to happen. I hope once mm -hmm. our, once our world is back to normal and you know, that we get to play sisters in something. I would love that. I would really love that. And I, I also wish the same for you, but I mean, you. Yeah. I mean, you're just, you're a creative hustler, man. And you inspire other people. And that's really nice because it's such a difficult time right now. And like to create right now, is just like, it's a new, like, what's our end game? What are we doing? What are we saying? So I know it's a lot. Of I feel that. like if I don't create, if I don't do stuff right now, like I will cry, I will crack. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Isn't that, that's a good t-shirt, right? Create or crack. Create or crack. <laughs> and then on the back, it's just a little crack pipe. I don't know why. And then I was going to say a snail. Or just a big ass. ass. Oh yeah. Or a big ass. I want a crack pipe and a little snail. I don't even know what that means. I, I don't know. I, I don't know eggs today. Okay. Ellen, we should make this kind of merch, you know, create or crack. <laughs> and then like, you know, we'll have the Jen Bartels shirt. We'll have everyone's, yeah. you know. We, I want to see all three versions of that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were there three? There yeah, was an all ass. Four people who listen to this podcast, they'll they'll buy it, right? I'm sure they'll buy it. Oh my god! All right, so I wanted to call. Or I wanted to take a caller. Uh, I love doing this. I feel like you know it's always easier for us to give people advice or you know to impart wisdom on someone else other than ourselves. I'm really I, I feel good about doing that for myself. I you know 
not so much. Um, but that's what therapy's for. So I we have a caller today. Ellen, you know this person. Mm-hmm, um, I do. You found this caller, I should say. Meggie is a freelance communication strategist, which sounds very fancy to me, a comic, uh, a writer, a competitive track runner. She spent most of the pandemic in Long Island. Hello. And she uh, is now in New Jersey, but she had a week in Vermont. That's a lot. That's too much travel. I'm going to call her out on that. That's too much travel for uh, COVID times. Um, and then she has hobbies she picked up in quarantine, which I can't wait to hear about bird watching and bird call identification, worshiping Brian Lehrer, memes, paint in Microsoft windows, movies, talking to Ellen and the construction of PB and J's as performance art. I'd say she's a comedian now. (laughs) Hello. Maggie, hi. If you don't want to be on video, it's no problem. You can just be on audio, but you look very beautiful. So thank you. You all do too. <laughs> I'm dripping sweat and I could use some deodorant right now. So you're, it's really, you know, all fine. good. All good. Um, nice to meet you all. This is Jennifer. She's my guest today. Hi, nice Jennifer. to meet you. You hi, know, Maggie. Ellen, right? Great to see you, Ellen. Hi. This is so great. So yeah, what do you have? A cocktail? Oh, is this a party? Do you have a yeah. beer? A wine? Um, I have some Lawson's uh, beer that I got up in Vermont from a few weeks ago. It's, it's very good. It's got a pretty yeah. high, uh, alcohol content so i'm very excited is it ipa or what is it it's an ipa a double ipa double ipa yeah Mm. yeah i highly recommend this could be your new sponsor (laughs) i asked for your blurb you were in long island you were in you're in vermont and new jersey that's a lot of places for the covid days which worries me so i'm a competitive runner and um the only time that I've really opened up my bubble was to, to run with other people. Um, Can I ask what is competitive? Uh, I, I run one to two miles if I choose to, to do that. Uh, what is a competitive runner? Do you do marathons? Do you? Uh, so I, I run track and I run oh, for wow. this club called Central Park Track Club. And I've been doing it for a big part of my life and then kind of at this elite level and um last year around this time I was out in Europe and Belgium and London and kind of running there and um I don't know this year you're you're an you're like an Olympic level runner you're well no I I mean we are competitive is like the humble way right this is what I am gathering (laughs) I I mean I don't make money off it though which is it's just kind of like it, um, running for USA is it's one of the most competitive Olympic teams to make. So um, while that would be amazing, it's a really crazy, crazy dream. And, you know, I don't know, we're, we were considering just trying to get there with the Olympic trials, but um, you have to be basically top 35 in the U S and it's this. Wow. But um, yeah, you're already, I'm very impressed. You know, oh, yeah. for some I, reason, I was like, this I, I like do the Peloton app and I have a guided run with like the Peloton coaches who are like, please don't give up. You can do anything for 30 seconds. And I have my mask on and I'm just shaming people not wearing masks. And I'm like, right, move to the right. But I'm only going like 5.2 miles an hour. And then I'm getting <gasps> nauseous. I, so I, we're very different. I have so much. Stop, I ran two mi- I said, if I make it to two miles, I'm getting a chocolate croissant. And I did it yesterday. And Jared's like, we could, you could make it home. And I was like, I told myself, treat yourself. (laughs) (laughs) 
was it was good. A lot to do. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So you're an Olympic runner. We can just say that you're as close <laughs> sure, to sure. one as, you know, as what? I'll ever meet. Great. Tonight Cheers. I will be one. <laughs> yeah. So what was going on with your job sitch? You are a strategist. Um, correct me. What was your professional? Yeah. Um, so I'm a communication strategist and I freelance in that arena now, but um, I had the very uh grateful and lucky opportunity to work with Ellen for the past five months um, at this place called Mischief. Okay. So you got laid off because of COVID, right? Because people were cutting down. Exactly. Yes. And have you been working since this happened? Um, I guess it's been three weeks and I've been um, kind of pitching a few ideas and talking to a few brands and um I don't know, along the way, I'm kind of thinking that, you know, and I just realized this honestly today as I was pitching this idea, which is basically this retreat for, um, it was this brand that uh, does running apparel that I really like. And, um, and Perfect. So, but, right. a, li a little brand called Nike. So, <laughs> 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 they, uh, Basically, it's this retreat that brings in the element of running and creatives and people who are doing like podcasts, people um, who are just doing, who are makers or leaders or thought leaders and, and uh, yeah, basically bringing them together in this retreat and you can run and it, it basically explores that kind of cool process and symbiotic relationship. And then I realized, you know what, I, I don't know if I need a sponsor. I can... Maybe I can just do this on my own. So uh, today was kind of that little awakening moment and we'll see. That's cool. Jen, you said earlier, don't wait, don't wait, create, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I, it's, it's fairly eye-opening like that you say that because, I mean, I think a lot of people are going through these like these aha moments because like we're having to think outside the box. And even if we are people that have, you know, maybe tend to lean towards the creative side, there wasn't enough time and now there's so much time that you are, you're able to really spend the time resetting or reinventing or opening something that like, you know, you had mentioned too, like hobbies and stuff, like things that you never would have done or you've been like, if I only mm -hmm. had the time. And now you're like, wait, why can't I do that? Also like this yeah. is the best time because everyone's kind of on the same track, no pun intended, but like everyone's <laughs> kind of on the same thing. So guys, I, I ran today 2.3 miles. So anyway, that's amazing. I, I have so much admiration for just the person who just gets out there and does it. And but to your point, Jennifer, like I, one mantra that was kind of keeping me sane throughout this pandemic was um, mood follows action. Like you have an idea, it's lingering around, it's percolating. Well, now's the time. Just do it. Just go and <laughs> honestly this is great maybe you can get them to sponsor this yeah. <laughs> maybe so just maybe. do it but mm -hmm. but yes a hundred percent just just go out there and create and and you know build it and they will come too you know that's why we're all here this Anna, is right 
this is why I love doing this. Yeah, because, you know, we don't work in the same fields. And like, you know, we were talking about auditions and acting and like, what is even happening in that world? And then I hear about someone else's world. And it's like, it's just inspiring, you know, that everyone has to kind of like, go back to square one. And it's like, what do I want to be doing? How can I get there right now? Like, given the, you know, world is falling mm -hmm. apart. Um, Sorry, Jared's walking in with a lot of boxes and that's not okay. Just <laughs> Nike boxes. So weird, yeah. Nike bought your podcast. Maggie, uh, <laughs> who do you work for? Yeah, you, this is all, she's gonna be like, surprise, we're sponsoring I you. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, I love that you've, so you've had three weeks. Has, have you had any like moments where you're just like, oh fuck, like I just need someone to give me a job right now or are you enjoying this time? Because- not you seem very zen i'm not at that point just yet i think i kind of had my oh fuck moment honestly like more so when we were i guess a couple of months ago um and that's and then i kind of did that whatever introspective deep dive and realized okay that mantra of mood follows action and you can just do start start not only ideating but figuring out the way to get there. But um, no, no, oh, fuck moments. Uh, that's good. Been, I have yeah. those every day. So that's, I'm glad I that mean, you're I, not. Oh, I need a mood follows, mood follows action shirt too. Can we make yeah. that t-shirt too? We were going to make a couple t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. We're starting really a whole good. line of inspirational t-shirts. I love it. Unemployed podcast. That's right. Best. And then just a picture of, of someone on the ground after. So it's like, we're still humble. We still get, you know, we still have our days. Um, <laughs> I love it. We still get run over. Wait, what? <laughs> I still fall down. <laughs> well, because I hate when people are like, I'm perfect on a t-shirt. And it's like, no, you're not. I see for shirt. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. You know, it's been no, a... I yeah, the live, there's a... Live there's strong. A, or live, laugh, love. Yes. There's some sort of, we can play around with that somehow. Yeah. <laughs> She's a strategist. You're honestly, you're bringing it right now. I could She's use some of these things. As yeah. We we'll have to have another meeting, you know, not on air, but I'm so glad that we got to talk to you. This likewise, is likewise. so fun. And like hearing your running journey. I mean, when's the, when are the Olympics? I'm going to be rooting for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wait, uh, wait. I Wasn't guess they're supposed to be one yeah, this year? 2021 July in Japan. If it happens, we'll see. We'll see. The Olympic trials window is also really kind of crazy because like, how are we all going to get together to even get to the Olympic trials? It's um, anyway, I'm it's we'll see. Uh, Maggie, what's your mile? Like, what do you run? Like my <laughs> mile is what, is, what's your mile? <laughs> um, so you go first. It's like a four, uh, 46 <laughs> mile. What? what? Four minutes? Four minutes? Yes. Not, not a four minute mile. That's very different. <laughs> the seconds are huge, but it's, so I run, it's a, like a, the 1500, which is just a hundred meters less than a mile about. And I run that in 418. And usually if you tack on 20 more seconds, it would convert to like 438, 440 something around that. You really, you know what? It was 418 really had me. 438. I'm like, wow, you know, slow. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I was... Holy shit. You Today would... I ran 
today I ran on like a like a nine fifty eight, and I was like, "Girl, you are on fire." I was <laughs> you like, "You are on fire." Yeah. I didn't even want to know yesterday, you guys. I've run two times. I bought Asics. I like to call my Asics. I bought my Asics like an old woman because they got nice support. And I ran twice. Once was on a track, and yesterday I was like, "Let's run on the street like real runners do." And Jared connected uh, his app. His he runs, and he connected his app to my headphones, and it was like, "You did one mile nine 34 and I was like oh yeah we did a mile like look at that I can still go and that's when I did I love it and it was like 946 average on your mile and I was like I was like oh I gotta get that chocolate croissant I said I'd run two miles and I did it (laughs) so uh, as your unofficial coach two thumbs up thank you honestly if you don't find a job I kind of would like you to at least talk to me happily just keep repeating in my ear mood follows action and I'll keep going got this Anna and Jennifer, thank and you. Helen, an avid biker. Wow, yeah. thank you. See, I always, you know, we say, oh, let's call someone, let's give them a pep talk, and then they end up giving me therapy or something to, you know, for change real. in my own life, yeah. and it's it's very inspiring. So, thank you for being here. I don't want to keep you. I want you to enjoy your beer and your Friday night, and <laughs> thank uh, you. And and your congratulations on all of your running success. Yeah, you know, that is something. That is a feat. Uh, wow. Uh, nice meeting you, Maggie. I just feel like, I feel like next to you, I'm just power walking to a store. Like I'm not even power walking. If it was just, you're, that was an impressive well, I, I honestly find walking very difficult. Like I went hiking. For- yeah. All runners like to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no. like, uh, I don't like doing that thing. Normal people do. <laughs> she, run, she runs a four minute mile and walks a 30 minute mile. <laughs> I take my time. Uh, it was really nice meeting you. Good luck yeah, with nice everything. Nice to meet you all. Thanks Thank for you doing so this. Thank you, man. Thank I know you. we'll catch up soon. I want to hear your employment status. You know, six yeah, amazing. Thank you all. Thanks, Ellen. Bye. 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 That was so great. I love how we're like, fuck. This girl could outrun. She's God. so fast. Why is she yeah. so fast? She That's tried crazy. to be humble too. She said like four eighteen. She's like, oh well, no, a mile. Add on, you know, twenty twenty yeah. four eighteen. I just wanted to hang up and just be like, <laughs> I don't need to work out anymore. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs> we're good. Maybe oh you're God. unemployed, but you're fine. You can run a four minute mile. Yeah, we're like, forget your job. Who are you? What? Yeah, what like, is? I'm thinking about the Olympics. That's great. I was like, <laughs> when she said four minute, I was like. Anna, you and I don't run. We jog walk. Right. We walk a we walk a jog. We walk a jog to go get a croissant. And you bought Asics. You bought you bought like things to support your core. And I bought I just bought new Nike shoes. That girl probably runs with those little like individual toe flops. Yes. Probably. I can't. Barefoot. Yeah. I don't know. I read. I had another pair. Ace. I was like, they seem like good running shoes. Asics are good. Asics are good. Thank you. Well, yeah. I I haven't gotten past nine that nine thirty mark yet. But we'll see. Otherwise, I'll have to, you know, DM them and be like, I'm sorry, I'm not running fast. Uh, this is a shoe problem. You said running shoes. Uh, I just feel like I'm, ca- I feel my whole body just like when you, like, I've been sitting on the couch for so long that I feel myself just like carry, it's heavy. It's heavy to yeah. run. No, um, I'm trying to lose this COVID-19. I just went through a month where I was like, we need to buy all the snacks. It's COVID times. <laughs> and I don't even know what that meant, but I bought all the snacks. Or I'd get up and be like, oh, let's go to the couch. Should we do spritzers? Hi. <laughs> and I was like, so now I know what the end of the world would look like to me. I'd be like, let's just eat. Yeah. Like, eat and 100%. drink. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for being here. You're the best. I can't wait for us to have a charcuterie board and some wine and hang out, you know, Please. and yeah. 
and not run, honestly. Uh, yeah, no, I won't, no. I won't do that with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, where can people you find you? Go to Instagram at the Jen Bartels, uh, or you can look at the past projects I've done. Uh, this was another episode. Thank you so much. You can follow at unemployed PDCST at unemployed podcast without the vowels or find me at Anna Roisman anywhere and, uh, and listen to the other episodes. And like Ellen said, rate and subscribe and review. That would be lovely. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, in case you didn't hear me sneak it in like 10 times throughout this episode, Unemployed Podcast has a Patreon. The Patreon is a way for people to support the podcast. You can sign up for as little as $5 a month or more. Millions. We'll take it all. And it seriously helps us keep this thing going. So I want to shout out to our amazing patrons who have shown love to this podcast. Shout out to Chris Arneson, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, Blue Jay, Vic, and Jonathan Ediger. You are awesome. Thank you so much. And if you want a shout out on the next episode, just find us at patreon.com slash unemployed podcast. Thanks. Love you.